From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast. Join us as we discuss the business of running an RIA firm and the practice of investment management. And now, our hosts. Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. My name is Manish Kata. As always, I'm here with the Director of Advisor Education, Jeff Goodnow. I am live from my seven months old <laughs> room uh, on a Murphy dead bed pull down. Jeff, you're you're in the same spot. Yeah, basically in the same spot. I mean, it's in the same garage. I just turned it a little bit, but yeah, same All thing. Right. So obviously, there's a lot going on in the world. And uh, first and foremost, I think we need to start this with just a little gratitude. You know, I'm, I'm definitely grateful for being able to have a job that I can work at home. Not a lot of people are afforded that same luxury. And so, you know, there's so many medical workers, restaurant workers, people who are just struggling right now, either at their job or out of a job. And uh, we're sort of all going through this together. So social distancing, you know, is is the, the key word out there today. And, you know, I just want to start with just saying that, you know, both of us have talked about how grateful we are for the opportunity to be able to continue to work, continue to get a paycheck um, for now, right? Who knows where the world ends up in a couple months? But uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, what? Do, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely ditto on all of those things. I have to kind of give a special shout out to uh, high school graduates. Uh, I've got a couple of nieces that are going through that, right? And so when you're when you're three time state champion softball player, when you're you know top end dancer, uh, trying out, getting ready, to, in fact tryouts for college dance team, yeah, those are just moved to video tryouts. You know, no prom no graduation, all these things that you work your ass off for, gone. Yeah. Um, you know, no four-peat for state championship. That would have been a historic moment, and now they don't get the opportunity. So It's, hey, scary. it's scary. Listen, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm frightened. You know, I'm, I'm a little scared about, you know, what's around the corner because we just don't know. You know, we, we're essentially shutting down the economy, the world, and we don't know what's going to happen on the on the end of this and, and yeah. what's going to be affected and how people are going to be affected. I know there's a lot of moving parts and there's things going through Congress right now to help people out. But it's just one big unknown. Yeah. It's, it's scary. Absolutely. And, and, th- and therein lies part of the gratitude for the business that we are in as advisors and, and owning an RAA. You know, we, we are all out there to help people, right? Uh, but the fact is, we we all still typically get paid in something like this, and that's, you know, oh, goodness gracious, you see all the, you know, I'm dealing, you know that, I'm dealing that with my son, he's a bartender, in between his four-year degree and starting nursing school, uh, yesterday he made the decision he's moving, moving nursing school up because he doesn't have a job now, right, he was saving yeah. up extra money, but in the scheme of things, it's like, well, screw that, school's online, so at least the first part of it, so you might as well just get started. And that's a great point. Like, no matter your personal situation, you have someone who's affected by this. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, you got to just uh, try to help out where you can. And, you yeah. know, I'm still looking for, I've been out there asking, like, what, what links, what charities for, for local food banks or something that can help. So, right. you know, if you find anything or if any of our listeners find anything, you know, let's let's share that out on, on Twitter or email and, and send those around yeah. so people can participate. Yeah, and when things a, go, I go was going to say when things get rolling, make sure you. T- this is not the time to be stingy when it comes time to tipping your service workers. 
Well, there are no service workers. When, well, I'm saying when we get rolling again. Oh, oh so, when yeah. it gets rolling. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right, so, well, on a, on a brighter on. note, <laughs> on a brighter note what, what we wanted to do today is, is take a, a negative and, and try to turn it into a, a positive or a little brighter note. And that being said, we, you know, we want to take this social distancing, work from home type environment that we're all in and flip it and say, all right, how, what lessons can we take away from this that can maybe accelerate business growth in the future? And I know it's hard to think about growth in a time like this, but we're all in this situation. So let's, let's look at the bright side and, and try to uh, hammer out a couple ideas. So you put together some, some main points that, that you and I discussed yesterday about uh, some of these ideas. Why don't you kick it off? Yeah, so I mean, the, the first one, I mean, really want to deal with three things, right? How technology changes the game, uh, how do you build trust with clients, and then obviously, you know, from the, the last piece is risk management from a business perspective. And, and these can all uh, turn the social distancing from a negative to a positive. It's a way to grow your business. It's a way to improve your business. So, I mean, technology, that's uh, first and foremost. What we're doing right now, even five years ago, would have been a struggle, yeah, right? I mean, doing a podcast, having, you know, having these cute little, you know, earpieces in so that we can, we can have a, see each other in a conversation, the video calls with Zoom, Zoom business is going through the roof. My wife's company is, is a, a similar structure, right? And, and she's having to deal with increased volumes because of that. Um, that's a pretty cool setup. So let's dig into technology a little bit. So one of the things that we added recently prior to all this uh, work from home stuff was a project management software called Teamwork. And so what we struggled with over the past year or so is you have these sort of tools that help out, but none of them actually combine tasks to a project level. And so what Teamwork does, it allows us to create a project, whatever it is, let's say it's podcast brainstorming or uh, marketing, market commentary, and then each person can assign tasks with dependencies. So when you're done with a task on your end, you click a checkbox and my task automatically starts. And we love this because it cuts down on all the back and forth, like, hey, are you done with that? Or where do you stand? This just eliminates all of that. You still have to occasionally chat, but essentially this is one of those tools that allow us to know what everyone else is doing and where everyone else stands with projects, which is huge when you don't have the ability to pop your head in someone's office. Uh, the thing that I mentioned just a moment ago, I want to go into a little bit more detail, is Zoom. And we've tried a couple of different iterations, Uber conference, uh, GoToMeeting, etc. But for us, uh, Zoom, which is a very recent change, has enabled us to do even more. It, it sort of cycles together the inner office chat since we're all working remotely, right? The inner office chat function so that we can communicate, the video call conference, uh, the regular phone calls uh, that, are, that are tied to our uh, CRM iteration, and, and webinars, right? We can do all those things with Zoom. And one of the things that I I wanted to offer as a really it's kind of a, a challenge frankly to advisors it can be overwhelming if you haven't used a video call service before haven't used a webcam to do a video call with a client mm -hmm. that that your thought of buying a, a, a little logitech webcam and doing that is scary so because you're thinking well the first time i do it i'm going to screw it up right so get a webcam hook it up call me <laughs> Right. Let's use this opportunity. Look, we can fumble about, you know, I can help you through that a little bit and, and make sure that you know how to do a video call, that you're not staring like this at a screen all the time while your camera's up there talking to your client. Right. I mean, those are the kinds of things you have to be aware of. 
it takes some practice, right? So let's set up a video call for that. Yeah, it just takes some testing. It takes some testing. But I want to I want to add something. I want to add something to your point. Yeah. The phone system. I think that's important because we've we've gotten a lot of questions in the past couple months about how do you handle phone systems. And what we've done is it's all built into Zoom. It, prior to this, it was um, Microsoft Teams. But mm-hmm. essentially, our main number is a cloud-based virtual PBX. They dial in, and then it gets routed to individual phone lines. That phone line can be a hard phone on your desk that's connected to the Internet or just a headset. And so as people transition to home, one of the things that has always come up is how to handle, because you'll be surprised how many people still have the old school phone systems, you know, installed in their office. Right. Um, so in addition to the, the web calling capabilities that you mentioned, uh, having a traditional phone system built into it is, is pretty cool. Um, and, and we haven't even tested a lot of the features. Like one of the things is from a call, if you have to get up and leave because your seven month old is crying, it'll transfer it to your cell phone. You just set it. So as soon as you walk away from your desk, the, the call goes directly to your cell phone. So it's out there, but it is overwhelming. I mean, listen, we went through the settings the other day and I'm like, holy shit. Like, I don't even know <laughs> how, what to do for half of these, right? There's 20,000 checkboxes. And so it's, you just have to test it out. Yeah. It's, uh, it reminded me like, like I've read the Bible front to back a couple of times. I've, I've read and I used to have an encyclopedia I was given. It was like a single book encyclopedia when I was younger. I read it front to back and it's like, oh, Zoom settings. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's kind of that same feeling. You know, so there's just a, a lot dork, of stuff. That's what you're saying. Thank you very much. I resemble that remark. Uh, spe- speaking of remarks, as we move on to the next one, uh, one of the things that I say a lot uh, for a number of different reasons is with freedom comes responsibility. And that's where our second point comes in about building trust with your staff. Um, and that's, I think it's important to understand that when you go to this remote capability. And, and I'm not suggesting, we're not suggesting that every company needs to be 100% remote like we are. What I'm suggesting is that you need to have a plan in place, as evident by what we're going through right now, and be able to cycle through it. Maybe once a month, you spend a week, at, you know, everybody works from home, that sort of thing. What that really means, though, is you have to trust your employees, right? With freedom comes responsibility. You have to know, they have to know, the job's got to get done. Whether your two-year-old's crying whether you you got to stop to change the laundry or like me I got to go out and empty the shitter uh, you know you gotta you gotta know that the job's gonna get done and, yeah. and that's different than I'm clocking in at eight o'clock hey, and I'm hey, clocking I, out at I 4:30. Think you, I think you need to provide some context when you say things like I have to go empty the shitter. <laughs> uh, okay, well here, uh, oops, wrong side. Without, without. Oh, here we go. Again. Momentum, right? That's the type of RV that I have. The, the Grand Design Momentum. There you go. Okay, so so that's I live in an RV full time. We travel around the country, and sometimes you Here forget to do it. Yeah. Boom! You got to go empty the shitter. The twenty ninth podcast in a row that this gets brought up. Rock on! All right, let's move on. So here's a. I want to bring up something with this. Yeah. So we had an office in Maryland, um, and there was a hurricane that came through, which normally never affects Maryland, and so it. We were out of our office for a day. Uh, we, we had the capabilities to be remote. But a week after that, I said, all right, we need to test this thing where we send everyone home with all of our remote capabilities and you cannot go into the office at all. Because it's always a crutch, right? You're always like, well, I can always go in. Maybe I work f- from the coffee shop for one day. And we did this years ago and we sent everyone home. And so this is a great 
time to test your disaster recovery to not just mm-hmm. that bullshit template that everyone puts in their policies and procedures, an actual disaster recovery where you are walking through how are you going to handle a file? How are you going to handle a client who needs to get access to his file? Where is that file? Etc. right? I mean, this is the time to get in there and do it and map out the technology tools you need uh, rather than just filing that disaster plan away, which I guarantee you most RAs do. Yeah, well, that, that was kind of to my point, right? You, you have to put this into practice. You can't just set it up once, try it for a day and go, okay, well, that worked. Uh, because, look, professional athletes, they do dribble drills, hitting drills, throwing drills. Right? They do all these drills for fundamentals so that when the time comes, it's just natural. They don't have to think about it. And that's yeah. the way you're, That's the way in reality this should be. And that's the way you build trust with your staff. And eventually you'll end up building more trust with your clients when they realize the effort you're putting in to make sure that they're protected and they can be served. And, and thanks for bringing that back to topic here. So in terms of building trust with your staff, one of the things you'll find out real quickly is what staff members can handle this and who cannot. <laughs> and what I mean yeah. by that is I sent an email out a couple of weeks ago and I said, guys, you know, we're going to have kids. It's going to be chaotic. Just get the work done. You know, if you have to take two hours off during the day, make sure the phone's on so you can answer it. Work at night. Work in the morning. Do whatever you have to do to get the job done, but also make sure your family's taken care of. And that's a lot of accountability. And some people, when I first worked from home, I, it was I would watch ESPN for six hours during the day for the first two weeks, and then, and finally I snapped out of it. I'm like, what am I doing? It's hard, you know, because there's so many distractions. So yeah. building trust with your staff is. Number one starts with giving them that trust, giving them enough rope to hang themselves and see if they actually step up. And you'll judge over time. You can see when the work starts slacking and people are pissing off and not doing anything that it becomes real apparent real quick. Uh, And tying back to technology, something like a project management really holds people's feet to the fire. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the, um, uh, you know, I swore for years to a lot of people because my brother worked from home. And, and I was like, there is no way I could do that. This is just not going to happen. And, and then I finally was in a position to be able to do it. And, and I realized how, how enjoyable it is to have that freedom. So, yeah, it's nice. Uh, but again, so what do you think? What's your, you, think you think that this is going to change? I think it's going to uh, change the country. The, like, you think it, there's going to be a ton more folks just not even going back to the office? I think even one year from now, I think when 2021 rolls around and you look at March, and, and I say this with respect to the fact that my RVing started a year ago, so I'm doing a lot of that 12-month reflection. Um, I think a year from now, there's going to be a lot more firms that have these kinds of capabilities. The realization, I think this is important, the realization that this capability of working remotely, working from home, working with video calls becomes a not just a staff deal, but it enhances your client capabilities because guess what? You can save your clients a half an hour drive to your office, a half an hour drive back home. These are functions and features that are enhancements you can offer. Maybe not all your clients want to do that, but I think there's going to be a lot of change over the next 12 months and these kinds of capabilities come about and advisors who want to take the bull by the horns can really upgrade their practice to millennials. How do you get to that next generation? They ain't coming to your office. That's, that's a reality. They're not even abiding by the shelter in place. They're no out there shit. drinking in Miami. So yeah. Anyway, that's a sorry. All right. I, I, so I'm moving on. Out. Uh, um, risk, <laughs> risk management, right? Protecting your business uh, and putting your clients at ease. So 
you know, let's uh, let's hit a little bit of that. I mean, th right? You're the majority owner of this firm. We have a business, and and how does this impact the value of your business? Well, you know, we go through these broker dealer due diligence questionnaires from time to time, and they they bother me because they they ask the completely <laughs> wrong questions. You know, they're so worried about these things that mean nothing. And what I mean by that is. The, the real core of a disaster recovery is making sure you have multiple locations, multiple data entry points that are all backed up in the cloud, that are also then backed up again in another location, and that you can access this from different places. To me, the firms that have the most risk of a disaster are where everything is in one location. And so I always thought it was odd that uh, people were bothered by a more remote setup. I think that'll change now, right? I think the next questionnaire we get will start mm -hmm. with, you know, and, and I have a good story about that. Three months ago, we were filling out a broker-dealer questionnaire, and, and they, they were very concerned about our remote location situation. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't feel that there was enough bones and meat and infrastructure and all the catchphrases they use. Three months later... To the day, I get an email from the exact same broker-dealer asking me, what is our work-from-home policy? <laughs> I wanted to send the biggest middle finger I could find right to that desk of that person. Because it's like, you know, you can't pick and choose these situations. Right. Disasters, you can't prepare for every disaster. You have to make sure you have these things in place, right? And so I think that helps with clients building trust, knowing that you have structures and processes in place to handle any situation. Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of podcasts ago, we did one on on advisors and the fact that they don't actually retire. Uh, and, and this is, right, clients have two concerns. One, you're my advisor, but what happens if something happens to you, right? And the second is, okay, something like this happens or a war or a hurricane or a tornado, etc. And can you still help me? What's going on with my accounts? And this solves that second problem. Right? If you have the true capabilities in place, your clients are going to be more at ease. And it gives you one more thing that you can add as a value proposition of why your firm is better than the other firm down the street. Because you're able to take care of them, whether, you know, even if you have to go to a different part of the country or there's a natural disaster or whatever, your staff can disperse and be okay. Yeah. So. I think so. I mean, it, maybe maybe we're biased a little bit, but I think those yeah. are, are huge things to have in place. Yeah. All right. Well, as we're, we're running down here, uh, I'm going to leave you with one phrase, and that is uh, lack of preparation on your part does not constitute an emergency on mine. And therefore, I think we really need to take, I challenge advisors, I offer to do you know some calls and that sort of thing. Take this to heart. Uh, put those Put these pieces in place, right? Be prepared. And we've so. we've always been an open book, and there's there's show notes that show exactly the tools we use, how mm -hmm. we use it. You know, just call us, let us know. I mean, it's it's all out there. It's uh, we don't have a perfect tech stack, but it's enough to to manage and operate a a, a well run business. So yeah. yeah, let us know. Reach out to Jeff or either one of us. All right. So moving on to recommendations, uh, I'm going to throw one out there that's a new one for me. Uh, I think I, I, I questioned my manlyhood when I ordered it at a bar, but crown apple and cranberry is pretty damn good, I got to say. Uh, <laughs> All right. So hold on. I, I saw you put this in there. So it is, yeah. it's apple flavored crown? Correct. It's crown royal. 
They have okay. different flavors. Apple, p- apparently peach is like a special kind of a limited. They don't offer it all the time. I haven't tried that one yet. But crown apple, it reminds me a lot of uh, apple pucker if you've ever tried that. I know, there goes my man card. I'm, I'm losing it. But uh, yeah. oh, you're, talking, you're talking to the wrong person. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, I drink all types of, you know. <laughs> yeah, we don't mind uh, umbrellas in our drinks. Um, anyway, so crown apple and cranberry juice is pretty tasty. Uh, it's a nice change of pace because you know me. I'm a Tito's guy. I mean, that was my tweet the other day. Like, okay, social distancing be damned. I'm going through the, the liquor drive through liquor store. I got to get some Tito's. They just closed the liquor store here, by the way. Yeah. All of them. So that's, yeah. Well, those anyway. were the two things I picked up. And they had cranberry juice, too. So that was a, like a double bonus. All right. Anyway, what's your, uh, what's your recommendation? So I just posted something on Twitter with my Murphy bed desk contraption. So uh, Christopher can throw that in here. But essentially, better way. Uh, When we redid our condo, we installed a Murphy bed. And at the time, I'm like, you know what? Let's get this one with the fold-down desk. You just never know. You got guests in town. They want to do some work. And now all of a sudden, you know, it's my full-time home office. You know, I didn't catch that with the picture that that was actually part of the bed. I thought you just had a desk set. Oh, that's badass! No. I gotta go look at the picture yeah. again. All right, yeah. go it, check it out. It just your... folds out. Yeah, it folds out, and it, it's uh, it's where it's where everything is right now. The studio, right. my monitor, everything. All right, then to finish up, give your Twitter Twitter handle in case anybody wants to see that. Because that's that's I'll a put sweet it in the show notes. It's right. at Manish Kata. Yep. There you go. All right, man, we're out. I think that does it. Peace. Thanks. All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Potomac Fund Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.